Welcome to an all-new episode of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Jeremy Corrigan. We have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be joined by defenseman for the Estevan Bruins, Alexa Babich, during our second block, and also be joined by the head coach and general manager of the Notre Dame Hounds, Brett Pilkington, in the third block. So a jam-packed show, of course, with about a month left in the regular season. Lots to get into, but before we dive into it, we have to give a big shout-out to our sponsors, Chevrolet Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West Tourism, Saskatchewan, SGI, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, which, of course, present all of our coaches' conversations and Young's equipment. Thank you so much for your support, because, once again, without your support, these shows would not be possible and now it's time to bring in our great co-host Rory McGoran, Jamie Neukebauer. Fellas, how was your weekend? Awesome weekend. Great hockey Good. across the SJHL landscape and then the Super Bowl. What a game what a that game. was, right? One of an all-time great games in the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, a, a fantastic weekend overall. <laughs> I yeah. do feel bad for I, I feel bad for Nugsy because he didn't get to watch the oh, Super right. Bowl yeah, yeah. because yeah. of the Hounds that's game yesterday. Well, you know, <laughs> I was calling a hockey game. I wasn't exactly digging ditches. Like that's true. Day, so uh, yeah, no, my weekend was really good. Thanks for asking. You're Called welcome. games, I think five out of the seven, last seven days something like that so six and eight uh, tomorrow but you know rory and i did uh, a little showcase a couple of years ago we were calling like six games a day mm -hmm. rory did one uh, a, a peewee one whatever it's called in, in edmonton there where you had to do right. 100 games a day oh yeah so, it was crazy so i can't complain but uh i'm tired you're, that's fair enough. You're, after tomorrow's game, you're going to want to rest your what voice. What an electric start to the show for Newsy today. Isn't always. It? It's always electric. I'm about the real talk. I'm about the real talk. For sure. So let's dive right into this weekend that was in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Lots of exciting games across the board. Let's start with Friday. The Estevan Bruins earning a 2-1 victory over the Nipwin Hawks. In overtime, the Melford Mustangs doubling up Yorkton to kick off uh, the first half of their home-and-home 4-2. Home Humboldt with a 3-1 win on the road at the West Central Event Center in Kindersley and then a big win for Battleford's 7-2 over the Notre Dame Hounds. Then on Saturday a thriller at Affinity Place between the two teams that met in the final last year. Flynn Flon earning a 7-6 win in overtime over the Estevan Bruins. Nip win shutting out the Weyburn Red Wings 2-0. Humboldt with a big 7-2 win over Kindersley and then Melfort sweeping their home and home with Yorkton winning 2-1 at the Northern Lights Palace. Then finally on Sunday, the Flin Flon Bombers wrapped up four games in five nights with a 3-1 win over the Notre Dame Hounds. They are now in sole possession of second place in the SJHL standings. And if my math's correct, they have clinched a playoff spot as well. And of course, all of our, re our lookbacks are presented by Saskatchewan Lotteries. Guys, let's start with the Nipwin Hawks because at the end of last week's show, I talked to you guys about what you were looking at and looking forward to. And the the consensus was the Nipwin Hawks and their big three-game and three-night road trip. Rory, uh, what was your thoughts on the Hawks' play this weekend? I think my main takeaway is that when you only allow four goals in three games right. but only pick up one win, mm -hmm. I think that's something they're going to want a little more out of, sure. right, out of that road trip. However, saying that, they have picked up the most important win, Agreed. which was against the Weyburn Red Wings, a shutout that took until 18 minutes mm -hmm. and 35 seconds into the third mm -hmm. period, a minute and 25 seconds left where the game's first goal was was scored and then the empty net finisher of course but yeah really tight games against Notre Dame against Estevan they didn't pick up the wins they picked up a single point mm -hmm. in one of them so they got 50% of the points 3 out of 6 but uh, uh, yeah I think they really tightened up defensively I think mm -hmm. that Tad Cozen and that team's just going to want a little more with only allowing 4 goals they just didn't score 
For sure. Yeah, a nine a nine seventy save percentage yeah. for Jackson Fellner. Yeah. I mean, what more can you ask from Jackson Fellner and the the game winning goal against Weyburn? Just you know, another one of those you know the old adage when you put a, put a puck on net, you never know what can happen, and it just kind of the Xander Stewart's wrist shot just kind of glances off of uh, Buckberger's knee. Mm-hmm. And for Buckberger, he's been so hot, good things happen, right? When uh, when the when they go in, goals like that seem to be going in, and when they don't, they don't. But uh, yeah, the Nippon Hawks playing the way game the right way. They didn't get the points, but I think Tad Cozen and his staff can certainly take positive process from you know playing playoff style hockey mm-hmm. games at this point in the year. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. playoff yeah. style hockey games seemed like, and that's what it needed to be yeah. when they're going up against Notre Dame, Estevan, and Weyburn, yeah. the three closest teams to them in the standings, right? So yeah. they were playing that style of hockey, which is great to see for a team that yeah. maybe has a little bit of defensive woes going into mm-hmm. the playoffs. It's a little bit of something that t- teams are looking at, and they have given up a yeah. bunch of goals sometimes but uh, yeah, playoff style hockey was played. It's pretty incredible when you think about it though. At the beginning of the season, the one thing we talked about with this Nippon Hawks team was they can't keep the puck out of the back mm-hmm. of the net. Yeah. And now they do a three game and three night road trip down south yeah. against teams around them in the standings and they only allow four goals. It's pretty remarkable turnaround. We, said that, we, yeah. we said that last week yeah. when uh, I, whoever plays Nippon in the first round, whoever ends up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it could be Battlefords if Nippon drops below Weyburn. But yeah. if they get a hot goaltender in the mm-hmm. first round, look out because yeah. Yeah. Right, like it, it's going to be dangerous to get past the Hawks. And you know that the community in Nippon is going to really show. Oh, that up. building oh, yeah. is too. A nightmare. It's to so play tight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, it's tight confines. The fans are passionate. The security guards are passionate. They <laughs> got a lot of security guards. Uh, but you know, again, do a great job up in that community. And and yeah, like they, I'm sure they would love in a perfect world to see McGuire Ratzlaff putting pucks in like sure. he did in the first half of the year. He's he's just dried up just a touch, but. You know, Braxton Buckberger has kind of filled that uh, void a little bit, and they're getting offense from Xander Stewart. So, you know, I think, again, as I said, like the points were not optimal for Nippon mm-hmm. on the road trip, but uh, Tad Cozen's got to be happy with the process. I still think anytime you go down south, you get half the points. I yeah. think you're going to be pretty happy about it. Uh, mm-hmm. The other team that was down south this this week, I should say, is the Flint Flon Bombers. Four games and five nights. They win three out of four nukes. You saw them mm-hmm. last night. What did you see from the Bombers? Yeah, I mean, over these four games, nine different Flynn Bombers had a goal. Talk about right, depth. Yep. The, the, if Nippa wins, like, where can we find a goal? Flynn like, we got pl- uh, plenty. Uh, <laughs> you know, yesterday was a very mature performance. I actually messaged Mike Reagan after the game. I said, you know, what did you, what did you think? I, don't, I was impressed by Flynn Flon, not because they were uh, electric and at their best, probably. They were probably pretty low on gas, four and five. Notre Dame played three and four, too. So, you know, it's not the same, but they did have a day off. They were sleeping in their own beds in their own rink, blah, blah, blah. But uh, the Bombers, just a mature, you know, hard-nosed physical road performance, lots of glasses out, lots of pucks deep, get a power play goal from Cole Dupereau. How put that on a broken record, I guess, this, this year. But, uh, you know, the, the Flynn Flon Bombers just can find a way to score when they need 7-6, and they can, they can lock up a game like they did against Notre Dame. They scored all three of their goals in the first period against Notre Dame. That was a real trend on this road trip. They scored 13 goals on this road trip, 10 of them in the first period of games the Flynn Flon Bombers um, so but they get out to the to a start and that's much more economical on your energy if you're not chasing the game mm-hmm. uh, and so the Bombers you know had a good uh, a good job did a great job of, of finding that formula to win three or four on a as you mentioned it's very tough to come down here and it's tough to finish your row four and five in Wilcox because the ice is so big and it's a different world and you know the it was Super Bowl Sunday so you know I'll be honest <laughs> there wasn't a million people there it wasn't bad actually the turnout in the end but uh 
yeah, it, it was a very professional performance by Flynn Fawn. And just like Tad Cozen's happy with process, I think Mike Reagan will be happy with what he saw from his team. Not a perfect performance by any stretch, but able to find a way to win, and that's the difference. Yeah, I mean, you got to circle the Saturday game for the Flin Flon Bombers yeah. and Estevan Bruins, right? Seven mm-hmm. to six, seven goals in the first period, six of them in the final six and a half minutes. Unreal. Uh, it was wild at Affinity Place, which, you know, those two teams, after what they built up last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to talk to Alexa Babbitt coming up in the next segment. I can't wait to ask mm-hmm. him about how yeah. big is that rivalry yeah. in the dressing room for the Estevan Bruins, oh, right? Yeah. But you mentioned Flin Flon and their starts. They're just consistent as well throughout the the rest of the game right I mean yeah. they are great at first periods and getting out in front and not chasing the game but first period 50 to 32 they outscore right. their opponents second period 53 to 46 third period 53 to 38 their goals come at any time yeah. of the game they're very balanced they don't take a shift off mm-hmm. and Flint Flint did not give the Notre Dame Hounds really much help this week did they no. they lost to Weyburn and then beat <laughs> Notre Dame so <laughs> uh, maybe Mike Reagan has or Nugsy has a couple of choice words for Mike Reagan he wasn't well, happy about him I oh, did, that's what that text message I was. did ask Mike Reagan about his new beard and he it looks great but he i was i asked him to interview him before the game and this guy was walking down the hall i was like who is this guy coming towards me and <laughs> and i've never seen mike reagan with a beard before but doesn't matter to him as long as he gets the, the <laughs> points obviously and yeah it didn't didn't help me out but that's not his job he's been watching the show he's seen the facial hair from a couple of the whole yeah. series like yeah. let's give it a shot there you let's go give it a shot of course three out of four wins for the flint flom bombers like we mentioned they clinched a playoff spot with the win and uh right now they do have sole possession of second place of course everybody's kind of played different uh amounts of games right now in the saskatchewan junior hockey league but the team one of the teams they're battling with for second place in the sjhl standings rory is the humble broncos and they picked up two wins over the Kindersley Clippers this weekend. What did you see from Humboldt's play? Games that you need to win mm-hmm. when you're a Flin Flon bomber, when you're a Humboldt Bronco, and Big you time. see that race between Humboldt, Flin Flon, LaRange, who does have a plenty of games in hand, right? Yeah, they yeah, won't yeah. even play until Friday, their 50th game of the season. And Melfort. you got to group Melfort now into there. 100%. With the yeah, games yeah. that they've been playing recently and the games they have in hand, they're around that 60-point plateau as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the standpoint, the fr- Friday night's game was awesome from both teams. Kindersley Clippers, mm-hmm. uh, at home, they're different animal mm-hmm. of course they're a really really good team at home and they were in it all the way jared picklick and cody jamin one of the best goaltending duos i've seen go against each other in a game this season picklick i think 31 of 32 jamin 45 of 48 uh they were both spectacular and then saturday as the humble broncos have been doing really all season long but especially in 2023 the elgar peterson arena has been one of the most difficult places to has, pick up yeah. a victory mm-hmm. they're undefeated since december 14th at home they haven't lost in two months so they got the balance scoring again they got the goaltending from ben moe too their mm-hmm. power play was two for four at home yeah we talk about the cage we talk about the whitney forum you got to group the elgar peterson arena the mm-hmm. way that that crowd is showing up 1500 people the last two games and uh the broncos are really showing their crowd some excellent hockey recently especially in 2023 yeah it's it's a good blend you know you know the humble broncos inside and out obviously rory but i when we had cage newens on a couple of weeks ago i asked him you know how have you learned to blend that heavy grinding 
playoff style game with the skill yeah. that you have, and and that is across the board with most of the humble Broncos. You know, you, you take out a few guys, but you think about like a Cage Newens and an right. Ethan Zilke, and you know, go go down the list. Even Soretsky doesn't mind mixing it up. Even Young Van Blericom. Oh yeah, you know he is a pest. He's a difficult guy to play against. These are hard guys to play against that also have a ton of skill. And and you know that's sort of what we think about when we think about the top of the SJHL. Hard guys to play against that are also mm-hmm. skilled. And the Broncos have put a team together that is just that to a T. And that's what Scott Barney wants. And talk about since December, Rory. What was right before December there is just a rash of injuries and illnesses. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So a, a healthy team is always going to be a better team. And, you know, is what we were talking about with uh, about with Cody Mapes and the Wayburn Red Wings. How do they start flying? Well, their <laughs> guys were healthy in the lineup. Yeah. I think some good luck with health helps big time. And that's what the Broncos have also had lately. Get your best players in the lineup. And, and that makes a big difference. I will say... Um, I really think the value they took from last year's playoff series against Flynn Flon, those mm-hmm. returning players, the Zilkies, the Newins, the Barlogies, they allowed seven goals and lost the series in five. Right. Right? Like, those were just hard to play yeah. against games, and now they're translating yep. it to mm-hmm. that's how they play every game. And I really think yeah. that's an invaluable amount of experience for a lot of those players. Yeah, and that raised for second place the rest of the way. is. It's going to be awesome. It, it is going to yeah. be awesome. I, that's the best way of putting it. It, it is going awesome. to be yeah. awesome. It continues to it's be awesome. Continue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you said, there's really four teams competing for second place right now in the SJHL standings, which is awesome. Uh, Newsy, let's move on to Notre Dame. You guys uh, had a busy week. Four games yeah. this week. Uh, two wins, two losses. Uh, what'd you see from the house? so play? tired. Yeah, no, that's why Newsy's so tired this and week, And I called guys. the U17 prep So, yeah, five uh, games in seven days and I'm for not, not complaining. About it. I have a great job. I love my job, and I'm very grateful for it. Look, the Hounds have scored two goals or less in nine of their last ten games. That is a tough recipe. Very tough. Not just to win games, and they actually have found a way to win a few of those games. They were winning three or four. They won, right. you know, they beat uh, they beat LaRange last week, and they beat Nipwin in that tight game with that controversial kind of finish that I think the Nipwin Hawks weren't thrilled about, but I think actually was the right call by the ref. Get to that in a second. But, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're putting that much stress on your goaltending, you're putting that much stress on your team to, to kill penalties, not give up goals, to keep your mentally, yourself mentally sharp, you're putting a lot of pressure the 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 error the 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 margin of error. That's there you what go. I'm looking for. Um, you know, it was really small for Notre Dame. Was if you don't score goals, you know, nine out of ten with two and two or less is, is a long stretch. So, you know what? They, they found a way to grind games there. They found a way to be much, much better defensively than they were earlier in the year. And either that or the season's over. It's kind of period. But you know, the the rest of the way here, they've got three versus Weyburn and one versus Kindersley here in February. You feel like it's getting close to to must must win time. The Hounds got to win eight or nine probably the right. rest of the way. I guess. But you know what? They've got lots of guts, lots of determination. They just need to find a way to put some pucks in the net. And that's, that's all there is to it because they, there are some times they're going to mentally shut down. But, you know, teams like Humboldt, teams like Flin Flon, mm-hmm. Battlefords, they're not perfect teams. Nobody's right. a perfect team. They have mental lapses, but then they have all sorts of skill to, to cover some of those mistakes sometimes and, and get a couple goals. And the Hounds have not been able to find that lately. So that's the struggle. Um, you know, this, we always knew that these three here this weekend, uh, Friday, Battlefords, Sunday, Flin Flon, Tuesday, Humboldt, was always going to be a brutal, Hard brutally stretch. tough mm-hmm. stretch for the Hounds. And, and, and if the Hounds can maybe get a point at a Humboldt. I'm sure they'd be happy with those three games, and they were right in it against Battlefords, but yeah, the goaltending has been remarkable. Tucker, Tucker and Abenay and Johan Trombley-Cow have both been awesome. 
Um, but there's a lot of stress on those guys. The margin of error for those guys is just a little small, too small right now. And Hound's got to find a way to dig deep and find some offense. That's the bottom line. But, you know, they were kind of in all those games, really, except for the Battlefords in the third period. But, you know, it's not about moral victories right now for right. Notre Dame. It's about winning or not. That's it. Now, while the Hounds haven't scored many goals, yeah. some of them have definitely been pretty. And that's where yeah, we're going to find right. our Tourism Saskatchewan highlight of the week. Have a look. So he'll poke at it. 8-10 to go in the second. The Hounds staring two straight home games here in which they haven't scored in the first two periods. Proby inside out move. He scores! What a goal! Dane Proby inside out! Dipsy do! How do you do? What a beauty right there by Proby! And the nicest goal maybe of the year for the Hounds. Is that a highlight of the week in the S? You asked if is that the highlight of the week in the SJ? <laughs> yeah. It yeah, is. Yes, it, it is. is. I think. Did you did you hear me say last week that to Rob when Rob Hart said, "Oh, that's a highlight real goal." That if we just say it's a highlight real goal, we'll probably okay. pick it. Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I knew exactly. Nice finish. I did ask. Beautiful Dane. goal by the oh, way. Unreal goal. That was a great goal. I, I asked Dane uh, after the game if it was the nicest goal he'd ever scored, and he said it was definitely up there. So you know, he's a, he's a humble guy. I'm gonna be a bet it was probably the nicest goal he'd ever scored. I don't know. So by the nicest goal I've ever seen him score. That's and he put it over the shoulder in a tiny little space on a really hot goaltender in Jackson Feldner, whom Downs had a hard time beating up until that point. Right. Um, so, yeah, kudos to Dano. Great goal. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Nugsy capped off Notre Dame perfectly yeah. there. But, yeah, they're averaging 2.72 goals a game. That was my kind of one thing. Right. They're going to need to find a way to score a little more. But it also shows how valuable, you mentioned it, in Abonnet and Trombley Cal mm-hmm. have been for the Notre Dame Hounds. They've been spectacular. But, yeah, you got to get over that three-goal plateau if you want to win nine games throughout right. the rest of the season. Yeah. Two more teams we want to touch on quickly just before we go yeah. to commercial break. And we'll start with one that you mentioned, Rory, and that's the Melfort Mustangs. They're right in that race for the battle for second place right now. Two big wins over Yorkton. And, yeah, they're going to be in a, they're going to be in a battle with uh, Flynn Flon and Humboldt and even LaRange for that second spot. This They're season. a thorn in the side of everyone they play. They really right? are. Is that not Trevor Blevins-style yeah, hockey? They yeah. are just miserable to play against. They <laughs> smother you in the defensive zone. They punish you in the offensive zone. Down deep on your defense, right? They'll wear right. you down through 60 minutes. Big two wins over Yorkton who I I their hopes of playoff lives are kind of slipping away yeah. you mentioned it what's the magic number now for Yorkton five. five yeah so it's it's gonna be tough for the Terriers to really climb back in it after both losses against Belfort um but yeah the Mustangs that that's just their style of way to play it and I think when you talk about Flynn Flon and Humboldt you got to put the Melford Mustangs in there as well mm-hmm. yeah, because have, sorry are, are they not you mentioned it actually prior to the season you're like I think the Melford you you picked them to win the SJHL championship right yeah. when you talk about teams that maybe aren't getting the praise as the Battlefords mm-hmm. the Humboldts the Flynn Flons you know Larange Melford's not talked about enough why why aren't they capable mm-hmm. of knocking off Battlefords they've been to two games in overtime against them 100 percent right? so, Every game against Balford this year has been very close between those two teams. And and it's such an enigma to me, and one of the reasons why they maybe don't get the respect. They have a really good roster. Mm -hmm. It will be a very tough out for anybody in the playoffs. Everybody knows that. But their goal difference at home is plus 46, and on the road it's minus 10. Yeah. Have you seen a split like that? It's the biggest spread in the SJHL right now, is it not? It's wild. It's wild. And, yeah, they are. You talk about being miserable to play against at the Northern Lights Palace. They can be miserable to play against anywhere. (laughs) Absolutely. But for whatever reason... 
they haven't been able to find that same formula uh, on the road at home. And again, we talked about process with Tad Cozen. You know, we'll talk about Brett with Brett Pilkington, mm-hmm. the process for the Hounds to try to figure that out. You know, Mike Reagan's team went from a 7-6 game to a 3-1 to grinder at the Witten Wilcox. They were able to figure that process out. Um, you know, the, the, the Melford Mustangs with a grinding out kind of not pretty win, a couple wins against Yorkton. Uh, for Mel- Trevor Blevins, I'm sure they're happy. They just said, hey, four points and we'll take it. doesn't matter how yeah. pretty it is, even if it's against a team that's almost out. But uh, they got to find a way to win a game or two on the road uh, the rest of the way and into the playoffs if they're going to go really far. A hundred percent. When they dictate their way of playing, yeah. mm-hmm. they're the best team in the SJHL. Well, when them, they yeah. cater and kind of get away from their game and play how the other teams are playing, that's why on the road they're losing, right? When they play their way, they are... Mm -hmm. The toughest team to beat, I think. Yeah, one of them, if well, yeah, right, like, and well, I, I, that's what happens at home and on the road. I think they just they drag you into their style yeah. of game 100%. so yeah. often, and it's so hard to get yeah. past that chess match. And to your point, Rory, like, and I mentioned this before, like they 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 they're either they're either dominant and smothering, yeah, or or they're susceptible. And the reason that is to me is their skilled D men are just as skilled. Their D is as talented and as incredible as anybody's in the league. But if, if they get puck focused, if they're turning pucks over, if there's odd man rushes the other way, if those guys are not busy, not work focusing on defending first and not and playing offense second, then Melford is in trouble. If they find that balance, then they have their four man units, their five man units, they're swarming you, they're turning pucks over, they're taking advantage. Obviously, Ben Tkachuk's been amazing all year long when he's been healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're hard to beat. And the last thing I'll say about Melford is kudos to a young guy still in James Venn who's had to carry the load and done a really good job lately with it. With he's Joel fantastic. Yo, mm-hmm. He's been fantastic. And we talk about it. How often do you see 17, 18-year-olds having to carry, really carry the load night Not after often. night in this league? Even with incredible defensemen in front of him, Halayan and Tuba and Minock and Olafson and the list goes on. They're still great, but he still has to carry that, that load. Um, but he's done a great job. So big time kudos to James Venn. But again, it all comes back to me. If Melford's going to make a run, Find a way to win away from home. I know we're going to go to Al- uh, Alexa Babic very soon, but I, d- I don't want to go back and, and uh, recap. But I think sometimes we got to give praises to the people that are around the organizations mm-hmm. in the SJHL. And a scary moment between Nipuin and Estevan, yeah. uh, where Rylan Lefebvre had his uh, you know wrist cut by a skate. So uh, the training staff in Estevan and all the EMS workers that was there, uh, the training staff in Nipuin right. as well, just a big shout out to them because you know we give all the props to the players and the coaches, 100%. but you know everyone else that has these machines running so smoothly and in order to you know help the safety of Rylan Lefebvre and his, and his cut that was a great work by them so I just want to give them a shout out yeah and hopefully Rylan's going to be okay yeah. from that injury which we hear he is which yeah, yeah. he should be with yeah. that statement that the Nippon Hawks uh, put out uh, I was going to ask you guys about the Estevan Bruins but I think we'll just wait until Heck. we are joined by uh, Estevan Bruins defenseman Alexa Babich after the break this is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. It's Jamie, Rory, Jeremy. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on this. Another warm day in Saskatchewan. Uh, I, it, you know what? The snow's almost gone. Knock on wood. Hopefully we get no more. But we're going to head to the video chat line now where we're pleased to be joined by Estevan Bruins defenseman Alexa Babic. Alexa, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. How's it going today? Uh, it's going good. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate obviously being invited onto the show. 
Oh, and we really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us. I'll start with a nice uh, softball for you. Two games over the weekend at home as you guys return to the ice, three out of four points. Uh, what do you think of your team's play this weekend? Uh, yeah, it was a big weekend for us, obviously, uh, playing Nippon first. They're right behind us in the standings. So being able to get two points over them, I know they have some uh, games in hand. So that was big for us. Obviously, confidence booster going into the playoffs soon. And then, uh, yeah, for Flint Flon, obviously, it's uh, tough to come back and lose in overtime. They're a really good team, a lot of uh, firepower up front. I think it obviously showed with the 7-6 game. Obviously, we have some firepower, too. Our, I think our big guys showed up. But, um, it's yeah, no, obviously, you want to get the four out of four points. Obviously, with playoffs coming up, you want, we're a team that definitely needs uh, the most points that we can get. But um, going three for four, I think we're, uh, we're pretty happy with that. Obviously, um, you obviously want to be the best you can be, and I thought we were pretty close to that coming back. And, uh, yeah, so it was uh, a big character uh, coming back for us, and I think three out of four is okay for us. For sure, yeah. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Alexa. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, obviously a lot, of, a lot of speculation came out around this year around what would happen with you guys when Alex Blanchard uh, left the team to go to the McGill uh, Redmond or what, are, what they're called now the university of mcgill they were called the redmond before but i think they've changed for the better probably um the when when he left uh, <laughs> just talk about the uh, transition for you uh, you know obviously losing kind of your partner and the guy that's was obviously really critical for you guys but it didn't seem like it really lost a, a beat for you personally as well as the team yeah obviously um losing blanche was a was a pretty big loss for us obviously he was uh, such an effective defenseman on both sides of the box i think definitely a guy that was on a scouting report for opposing teams um i was fortunate enough to live with him so it was obviously tough losing him like that too but um, i think the big thing was just he was such a great guy off the ice and such a good leader to the younger guys obviously uh, had some major junior experience um he used his voice really well in the room obviously led on the ice too how hard he worked um, he did the right things block shots um, get pucks in out so it was definitely a loss for us but i think the big thing is a lot of guys on the back end are getting um opportunity to show what they can do too and i think it's a big thing for them obviously we have uh three younger guys on the back end with our 20 year olds so it's um it's good for them obviously to get the the chance to play and get more ice time to really show what they can do so uh you know it's obviously tough i think more just as far as the kind of guy he was in the room and off the ice towards the younger guys and everybody else kind of just being a leader and then uh yeah you know obviously he was just such a good player but um i think it's good to see other guys kind of get the chance to play too right now and i think they've been doing really well there you go newsy redbirds okay yeah was was for mcgill okay <laughs> um alexa i gotta ask you about this rivalry that's you know been brewing over the last year and a half against the Flin Flon Bombers. Obviously a seven-game series in the finals last year. Home team winning every one of them. Some tough physical games up in the Whitney form this year. And now on Saturday, a 7-6 thriller. The two farthest teams geographically away from each other has become one of the best rivalries in the league. Uh, how has been playing the Bombers all these times now with that kind of set in stone? Yeah, um, obviously we got the Highway 39 rivalry here with Weyburn, but uh, this is quite different for sure. Obviously, kind of just with the whole playoffs that happened last year, as you said, Game 7 doesn't really get better than that. Definitely one of the, or is probably the best experience I've ever had playing, you know, hockey, playing in that series. Um, but it's for sure a rivalry. Um, you know, I don't think they like us too much, and we really like them, and that's kind of how hockey goes, especially in this league. It's, you know, every game's a battle. But um, it's definitely an exciting um, matchup for sure. Um, I think we've had some good games against them. Uh, 
they beat us, obviously, but um, I think we're pretty happy with our effort um, against them. And, you know, the Wits a tough place to play, but I think uh, so is Affinity Place. So, you know, it's, I think it could possibly be a, a round one matchup. So I guess we'll see how that goes if it happens. And uh, I think we'll be excited, and so will they be if it comes out to that. Okay, well, that, that was exactly where I was going to go to. So you did answer it. I was like, are you going to be looking at the schedule and wanting this as a round one matchup because of how much you guys are familiar with each other? Or you're like, oh, please, just, you know, not maybe save that for round two. But you are. You'll be excited for round one. Yeah, I think you're excited to play anyone. Obviously, when playoffs come, it's, mm -hmm. a, different, uh, it's a different game. Um, you know, obviously, if we if we go up to Flint Flon, you know, we'll be excited to play. And then, you know, we have to go to Flint Flon, but they have to come to Estevan, too. So um, it should be exciting. Obviously, we have, uh, I think, nine or ten games still playoffs. And, um, you know, I don't think anything really beats an SJHL playoff. Obviously, compared to other leagues, the environment and atmospheres you play in. So I think uh, we, as long as the whole rest of the league, will be uh, really excited to get going in the playoffs. Well, me and Newsy can attest, that playoff series, Ooh. both arenas mm -hmm. were spectacular. Yeah. Uh, what an atmosphere at both Affinity Place and the Whitney Forum. For sure. Uh, Alexa, I wanted to ask you just a couple of weeks ago, uh, you represent the Estevan Bruins at the SJHL MJHL Showcase. I just want to ask you how that experience was for you and what it was like to not only just represent the Estevan Bruins, but also the SJHL at the event. Yeah, it was uh, a great thing to be a part of. Um, there's so many good players in the league that, you know, can be chosen to go. Um, you know, obviously I was really fortunate to be one of them. Um, I had a great time, obviously. I think the the coolest thing was definitely meeting guys around the league. Um, you know, you, you play against them, you know, so many times. Um, I think six Humboldt guys, six Flin Flon guys. So it was really cool to kind of get to know them a bit off the ice too. Obviously you're competing when you play each other and it's not an easy league to play. And obviously, you know, guys are finishing hits and stuff. So you get get to kind of see the other side of people. Um, but, you know, I think it was a really good event for um, the SJHL and MJHL. Um, I, I was uh, coached by uh, Barney, obviously the humble coach, just uh, a really good coach. Um, you know, uh, my teammates as well, really like, you know, players that they had their team, Cam Edlicka and Jack Vangura, really like their coaches as well. Um, so, you know, I think it was definitely a, a great experience to be a part of. Um, it be, I guess to represent the Estevan Bruins and the SJHL, you know, you can't really ask for much more in that kind of an event. Yeah, for sure. And last one uh, from me then, uh, Alexa. I got to ask you, I couldn't, couldn't let you go, couldn't let this interview go without uh, shouting out another Ontario guy. L love to see it. Uh, you know, just talk about, you know, that transition from Chatham in the, in the GoJ, the, the Great Ontario Junior League, which is a great junior V League. You know, people don't know out here how good it is. You know how good it is down there, the, the Greater Ontario Junior League. Really, really good. And you played there. You know, just talk about, you know, first of all, how you ended up in Estevan in the SJ. And second of all, how you found that transition and, and where you are at this point? Yeah, the uh, the GOAT is a great league. Um, I, was, I think it's exactly what it's there for. It's a great development league for younger players. Um, you know, I think they get about two NHL draft picks a year. So as you said, it's, it's a really good hockey league. Um, great for development. And then just kind of a mutual connection that I had through um, just to kind of come to that event through Jason Zatarnik. Um, Obviously, with being able to host last year, it was pretty easy to come. Um, obviously, to play for him, you know, he's he's been around the game for so long, and he knows so many things. So, you know, he's he's a coach that you want to play for. You get to listen to him, and he obviously uh, educates you in the game of hockey. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit different hockey, I'd say, from Ontario to the Saskatchewan. But um, it's the SJ is such a great league. Um, you know, I think it – I wouldn't say slept on is a great way to put it, but there's so much skill and talent in the league, you know, and everybody shows up to play every game. There's not many leagues where, you're, you know, you're playing in a, in a rank like the Wit or the Mal and LaRange, and, you know, it's going to be a battle every night. 
Um, it's just uh, it's a really really great uh, ran league, obviously with coaches. Um, you know they care so much about the players and obviously you know advancement and all that. So um, it's definitely it's definitely different from what I was used to. Obviously coming to Ontario, you know you don't get fans like you do in this league. But I couldn't be happier coming to the Escher. Alexa, it's now time for Rory's rapid fire. We're gonna have a rapid fire series of questions coming at you. Quick answers coming back. All right. Well done. All right, so the first one here, of course, the great Tower Pizza in Estevan, mm. the Saragellas there. Uh, how many Tower Pizzas have you eaten since your time in Estevan, and what's your favorite <laughs> one? <laughs> oh. I haven't, I've had it a couple times, not too many, to be honest. Um, Windsor, I like Windsor Pizza. I'm, a, I'm from Ontario, so Windsor, Ontario's got great pizza. I'd say some of the best in the world. Um, Pete does make a really good pizza at Tower um i'd say about maybe 20 times 20 times um, that's still a good number but i'd say 20 is a good amount just through uh you know team events and stuff pete's <laughs> pete's real good for that obviously you know um having us out and um you know treating us really well is a great privilege having estevan but um favorite pizza i'm not sure um i'm a pretty i like just mushrooms pepperoni onions peppers i'm pretty pretty easy going for pizza a little Canadian pizza action there. So Cam Hurdlicka, obviously one of the best goaltenders in the league. Over your last couple of years here in Estevan, how many times have you scored against him in practice? <laughs> a lot. I know how to pick him. I won't say how, but uh, no, he's such a good goalie. Um, you know, he's so competitive in practice, which is huge for us. Um, you know, he doesn't like being scored on. You know, and that's what you like to see in your goalie. And obviously with mm -hmm. Jackson Miller, they both push each other to be better. And that's, you know, that's what you need in two goalies. Um, but, you know, he's he's robbed me a couple of times for sure. He robs everyone. He's pretty athletic. <laughs> so you got to shoot the puck pretty well. And I've gotten lucky. And, you know, you definitely want to let him hear it if you do. Because, you know, you got to get him ready for the weekend. There you go. All right. At this very moment, better rivalry, Weyburn or Flin Flon? Spicy. Oh. <laughs> we play we play Wayburn coming up, so um, you know I'm gonna have to go with Flynn Flon though. Obviously, with the the seven game series we had last year, it can't be beaten. Um, you know, just what an exciting exciting uh, series to be a part of. Um, as mm -hmm. you said, you know, mm -hmm. both arena atmospheres were were just great. They were so different but so similar, kind of in a way. Obviously, with the with the fans and stuff. Um, but you know, I think I think that Flynn Flon won. You know, just playing in it, the atmosphere, obviously. You know, they, they did their job, what they had to do at home, and we did ours. So it can't, it's hard to beat, I'd say. But I'm going to have to go with Flynn Flon. But, you know, Weyburn's a, a tough opponent, and, you know, they're going to come out every game, especially with the Highway 39 rivalry. We're playing for a trophy. So, you know, it's, it's pretty close, but just Flynn Flon. And the final one for me is Jason Tatarnik, the head coach of the Estevan mm. Bruins, fan of the show. We all love him. Which teammate gets under his skin the most? <laughs> Um, you know, not, it's hard. He, uh, he gives it, not gives it back, but you know, he loves it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta get under his skin. He likes it. I think he likes a little fire in guys. Uh, maybe, uh, Tim Tyconic. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty good at those. Obviously he's a, he's a funny kid and stuff, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think, uh, I think Tarch just likes when the guys get fired up. You know, I think it's, you know, obviously with the game of hockey now it is, you know, you, you can't really be, um, 
you know, pretty mellow out there. You got to be pretty intense. And, you know, I think he does a good job of that in practice, obviously getting guys going because, you know, when, when game time comes, you know, you got to be ready to play because, you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get finished on hits and stuff. So, um, and I think maybe Tim's up there, but I think, uh, I think Tarch loves it. You know, he's, I know. Uh, yeah. I know the, the right answer was, of course, Nugsy, because the amount I hear from, from Tatarnik about Nugsy getting under his skin is, yeah, it might be more than Tim. So yeah, Kurtz loves me. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, a quick one, Alexa. Just, I just want one word answer here, okay? Yeah. Your Windsor, people don't, don't know, it's right across the street from, right across the river from Detroit. So are you a Detroit sports fan or are you a Toronto sports fan? You can't pick any other city. You have to pick one of those two. Going with Detroit, and that's oh, same one with yeah. Detroit. Um, I'm a Penguins fan, so not the Wings, but um, <laughs> I'd say Lions and Tigers, um, and sometimes the Pistons. But um, I'd say, uh, yeah, I'd say uh, Detroit. Um, I know there's a lot of Toronto fans back home, but it's kind of tough here. And uh, every year is our year. So, um, <laughs> Ain't I'm that the truth? <laughs> Well, Alexa, thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. We really appreciate this. Uh, congratulations on a great season so far, and best of luck the rest of the way and into the playoffs. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on as well. That is defenseman for the Estevan Bruin, Bruins, Alexa Babic. Outstanding interview. And after the break, we'll have another outstanding interview as we're joined by head coach and general manager of the Notre Dame Hounds, Brett Pilkington. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us. It's Jamie, Rory, and Jeremy on another great episode of SJHL Weekly. And we're going to head back to the video chat line where we're pleased to be joined by head coach and general manager of the Notre Dame Hounds, Brett Pilkington. And all of our coaches' conversations are presented by Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association. Brett, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. How's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me. And it's, it's going great. Sun's out, so can't complain. No, you definitely can't complain when it's this warm in Saskatchewan in February, for sure. Uh, Brett, I'll start with a nice, easy one for you. A tough 3-1 loss to the Flin Flon Bombers last night. Uh, what did you see from your team? Ah, well, we got off to a slow start in the first period there, and they, they got three on us. And, uh, you know, after that first period, uh, we battled pretty hard to play them even for the last 40. But, uh, again, you you got to play 60 minutes this time of year and, and in the SJ all the time. So we're still learning as a young team. It's... Uh, it's a hill we got to climb. Yeah, for sure, Brett. I got to ask you, how's the how's the stress level given the fact that you know there, it seems like every game is a must win, do or die to try to catch those Weyburn Red Wings get into the playoffs. Is it a fun thing for you to coach a team that's you know got to win now, or is it more stressful? Kind of how are you managing uh, that with you and with your very young uh, young team? Well, Nuja, you know, the stressful part for me is practice because uh, that's the coach's time. And, uh, you know, when it comes to game day, that's on the players. It's time for them to show what they're made of and play. So uh, to answer your question, uh, more stressed today than, you know, potentially tomorrow when we, we have game day. Hey, Brett, thanks for joining us. I mean, you know, Nugsy talked about that playoff race. Uh, can you see the kind of excitement throughout practice and throughout the game with the team that's trying to get back, you know, into the playoff spot, knowing that each game and each two points mean that much at this time of the season? 
Yeah, we uh, the practices right now, and uh, you know you got some young guys, and the compete level is very high, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that's part of the excitement piece is that you know players are taking their games to the next level, and uh, you know and it gives them one last audition to to you know show what they're made of for the 20, 20 year olds and. Uh, you know, and the young guys too for jobs next year, right? As well uh, in the regular season here. Brett, I wanted to ask you just uh, Nugsy was talking about it a little bit earlier, but how, the, how well both of your goaltenders have played, especially uh, the last couple of weeks. Maybe just speak to how good it is to have obviously two great goaltenders in between the pipes playing this well right now. Yeah, we uh, again we've we've had some good goaltending here as of late, and uh, you know they're they're both. Uh, rookies to the junior hockey uh, game there and uh, you know you always expect you know a little bit of slow start and uh, you hope that they grow from the start to towards this time of year and and uh, we've seen that out of both of them so uh, we're happy with their development yeah for sure brett uh, you know I, I obviously you and i talk about have talked about this a, a lot but uh very interesting to watch the development of will dawson the last two years and obviously we saw him kind of in kevin anderson's hip pocket last year uh, a lot we're trying to learn from him you know just how impressed are you with you know his development both as a leader off the ice and a player on the ice to the point where he's got a d1 and earned it well, you, you look at Will, you know, like you said, he clinged on to Kevin Anderson last year here at Notre Dame and and uh, learned what it takes to be, you know, we talk about being a professional every day and, and that's not just on the ice, but that's off the ice. You know, that's that's eating at the right time, getting the right, right feel in your body, getting in the gym, getting in the ice bath and uh, really developing into that professional mindset as an athlete. And, uh, you know, he's rolled right into this year and, uh, you know, he's getting rewarded for it. Hey, Brett, uh, we were kind of talking about it in the first segment that the Notre Dame Hounds, you know, they're averaging 2.72 goals per game. Your goaltending has been phenomenal. But over the stretch, I mean, you're the coach. You know that you're going to need to score more than two goals in most of the games to win most of them. What would you kind of like to see tweaked or maybe addressed to in order to generate a little more goal scoring to help support the, the goaltending that you're getting? Well, when you look at goals, right, it's a, it's a battle at home plate there and, uh, you know, and uh, the willingness to get there is uh, the biggest battle, right? So, uh, you know, we, we stress day in and day out that not only does the puck got to get there, but uh, bodies. And uh, once you're in there, you got to bring that next level, compete and uh, win some of those stick battles and put a few home. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've been stressing to get better in that area offensively. And uh, again, uh, time will tell how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Brett, I also got to ask, you, you know, you, um, I don't know how many people know, but the Canada Winter Games is about to mm-hmm. kick off in Prince Edward Island, and you're going to help represent Team Saskatchewan. I know it's a bit strange maybe to switch to shift gears at this point in the season, but uh, you know, what's it like to, to, to deal with, you know, Western Hockey League first-round picks? And a lot of people have a lot of these guys that you're coaching and going to be coaching against to be, you know, soon-to-be NHL draft prospects. You know, how exciting is that to represent the province and to to be around that level of of a player and a, and a human being yeah it's it's an extreme honor for me to represent the province of saskatchewan on this stage uh, you know as a coach obviously don't get to play but uh, you know to put the green on uh, and represent as a coach is amazing and you know seeing some of these top talented kids in saskatchewan and um you know what they do day in and day out is just phenomenal as a 15 year old and uh Again, we you know within our program here and in Team SAS, we talk about being a professional each and every day, and and what goes into that is the right habits and accountability and, and the willingness to love the game of hockey. And uh, 
you know, these, these 15 year olds I'll be coaching at the Canada games probably got a little bit more than the average, average guy. And, and that's what separates them. And if you did get to play, you'd be great, Brett. <laughs> I'd, pr- I'd probably be wearing the blue of Alberta if I was playing uh, oh, okay. oh, fair enough, fair enough. He's from he's a Calgary guy. All right, uh, Brett, it's actually the inaugural edition of yeah. Rory's Rapid Fire with a head coach coming up. Uh, so I got like four or five really quick questions, just quick answers coming back. You ready? Yep. All right. Obviously, Bowling Green alumni. Do you know word for word the Bowling Green fight song, and can you recite some for us? <laughs> I don't remember the whole thing, but it's Aziggy Zumba 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 Aziggy Zumba Zumba. Hey, uh, yeah. I, that's about all I get, bro. That's all I get that's, today. That's that's all, great. That's all I needed. That's Clip beautiful. it. Clip it. Uh, you guys are on a road trip. Everyone's on the bus. Who's the last player that everyone's waiting for before you guys can go home? <laughs> I would probably be Jared Sitch. He's uh, <laughs> he, he's out there. He um, you know he takes his time after the games and uh, takes care of himself, and uh, he makes sure everybody's on the bus before he gets on. All right, and on the reverse side, who's the first one to show up for a home game where you're like you're here this early? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, I I think that would have to be, and I don't watch this too closely, but I I think it would be one of those guys that play between the pipes, uh, the goalies, because you know. They got their own special routines, and I think that might be part of it. I asked Alexa Babic before which teammate maybe gets under Jason Tatarnik's skin the most. Who's the guy that maybe you're always having to keep in check on practice? Oh, we got a few of those guys, but, uh, you know, they, and it's not getting under my skin. It's it's more joking around with me, and it's the guys I've had for over a year. I, I'd put them all in a group, and, you know, it's a uh, – it's a little bit of the fun camaraderie of the group and, uh, you know, just having fun out there. Uh, we, we kind of joke with Nugsy here that he can't get through a show without mentioning Jared Sitch. How many times a day does he talk about Jared Sitch with you? <laughs> well, we we got to go at least 30 plus. So. <laughs> uh, and besides Nugsy, who's the biggest character on the team? Yeah. Biggest character on our team has got to be the goalie, Tucker and Adam. Tucker, yeah. Adam, but, uh, that guy's going to be a, a comedian one day for sure. I do love the hard-hitting questions with yes. Tucker and Abbott and Important Jamie's question. segment that he puts on social media. All right, that's all I got it, for you. Thanks, Brett. It's, it's an awesome segment, Jamie, for sure. Uh, Brett, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Best of luck down the stretch with the Hounds and your playoff push, and uh, best of luck at the Canada Winter Games. Thanks for having me, guys, and thank you. That is head coach and general manager of the Notre Dame Hounds, Brett Pilkington. Great chat with Brett. And it doesn't surprise me that uh, Tucker? But Tucker, yeah. between Tucker and Jamie, they have a segment. They have a segment together. They're the two yeah. troublemakers they on the funny. Hounds. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Outstanding. Great. Great. Oh, there you go. Yeah, hey, Tucker's, uh, Tucker's a, a real character. I was thinking today, is there any other kid in that I can think of in my career that's worked on a, played on a team that I've worked for that's as much of a character as Tucker? And I had a hard time, but he, he's a very smart kid underneath it. He's really, really mature and smart, and really, really a treat to have. So he kind of—he's—he's he's a great balance. I'm not surprised that it's a goalie too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. You know, if people say, "Oh, goalies are, are crazy," and, but and maybe they are. But Tucker's <laughs> Tucker's a, a goof, and and Johan is just very, very focused, like the classic kind of sure. like uh, like uh, Ramsey that you yeah, had yeah. there, just right. very focused and has his routines. And Tucker's joking and laughing, and and then he stops fifty shots. So whatever works for <laughs> whatever, whatever works, works right? Yeah. Yeah, goalies aren't superstitious. They're a little stitious. Just a little stitious. Yeah. Just a little stitious. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into players of the week. Uh, this, you know what? I'll say this. 
when it comes to players of the week this week compared to past weeks, I think this is the week that I think our group chat was definitely trying. We were all over the, we were all over the map <laughs> this week when it comes to players of the week. Yeah. But that just speaks to how many good players had good weeks this week in the yeah. Saskatchewan. And a lot, you know, some of them are also rookies. We're like, well, is he MVP? Is he rookie? It, right? Like, it was it was a, a great week for a lot of players, like you mentioned. Because, so. like you said too, is like some players can qualify for both multiple awards. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's very. It gets tricky. You should. If people saw our group chat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's start with SGU MVP, uh, and this one comes Rory from the humble Broncos. Alex Oretsky, two goals, two assists, and while he might not have the most points this week in the SJHL, he has been outstanding since uh, the turn of the calendar for the Humble Broncos. Yeah, two games played this week and mm. four points. So uh, the most points per game in, in the SJHL this sure. week. But uh, it hasn't just been this week. He has mm-hmm. 10 goals in his last 10 games. Mm-hmm. He has 14 goals in his last 15 games. Uh, he's just been scoring at will, fourth in the league in power play goals right now. That's what you kind of expected him to do. And maybe it was a slower start for him at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. But since then, yeah, he's had a six-game goal streak. Then it ended. Started another six-game goal streak. Then it ended. Mm-hmm. Now he's on three-game goal streak. So since December 15th, maybe, he's been the hottest goaltender alongside Kean Bell and Cole Dupro in the SJHL. For sure. Uh, moving on to Sastel Goalie of the Week. And, I mean, we were just talking about him, but Tucker and Abane of mm-hmm. the uh, Notre Dame Hounds. I mean, Nugzi, yeah. it was a busy week for the Hounds. Tucker play, got into three games for, for Notre Dame, and it, mm-hmm. he was a big reason why they won two of those games. Yeah, you know, he was he was awesome. You know, he he the Hounds won 2-1 two, one, two, two, one games against LaRange and Nipwin and there's a, a an easy way. It, it's pretty simple to say that he stole the the Nipwin game. He was really really good. So, you know, I got to give him uh give him a lot of credit for that a 951 save yeah, percentage. Mm-hmm. You see there the numbers up on the screen. You know, he's he's a guy that uh, that can make all the saves. He's Probably the guy who's in the best shape on the Junior Hounds, too. Uh, maybe him and Jared Sitch, 1A, 1B. But he's a tank and, and did a great job uh, again this week. So kudos to him. Yeah, 102 saves in three games. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy for sure. Uh, moving on, Direct West Rookie of the Week, Rory. Alexi Silvestri of the Flin Flon Bombers. Two goals, four assists. And he had two goals and two assists in that, es- that wild Estevan game yeah. at Affinity Place. Yeah, he's he's been fantastic, hasn't he, right? Mm, and another yes. player that Mike Reagan has mm. just pried from out of nowhere, mm. and he's on the top six lines, right, with, you know, the likes of Trombley and Mercier. And this guy, Tr- Silvestri, is just a handful to handle mm. down low. He's got the size, puck-protecting ability. He can shoot the puck. He's got great vision. And as you mentioned there, four points there, uh, or probably four assists in four games played along with two goals. So six points in four games for Silvestri, and the Flint Flon Bombers were a busy, busy, busy team this week. Now, you know, with the loss of Mercier with an injury, they're mm. going to depend on him a lot more and you've seen him mm-hmm. most recently how good does he look yeah he's put right in on uh, on the top line there mm-hmm. right i mean they've got two top lines yeah. let's be honest but you know he hasn't missed a beat power forward good in those small sherwood barns for sure and can skate too he didn't look bad in wilcox ice either so you know he's kind of got the full package as a young kid and uh, he's going to be another force in the playoffs for flint oh yeah like they needed another one. <laughs> and the one thing i was just before we move on to super u defenseman of the week the one thing i was really surprised about this is his first time as Direct West Rookie of the Week. And oh, we, wow. And he has had a, like an amazing yeah. season so far. He's, uh, he's going to be in contention for maybe Rookie of the Year. 100%. percent I mean, and it's his first time being honored. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And finally, uh, Nugsy, we move on mm-hmm. to Super U Defenseman of the Week. We're going to stick with the Flin Flon Bombers and 
Corey King four assists this week. And uh, you were saying in our group chat, you know, the stats, obviously he had four points in four games, but he was outstanding defensively yesterday against yeah. the Hounds. Yeah, defense and making the right first pass and being hard to play against are really his calling card. He does have that major junior experience with Moose Jaw in Seattle and in the Western Hockey League. But, you know, that this Flin Flon decor is a little mm-hmm. bit different than last year. They don't have an Xavier Lapointe. They don't have a Ryland Thiessen. So they're not as explosive offensively. But what they have instead are the Corey Kings and Alex Von Spreckens of this world that are just so hard to play and manage the puck so well. And, you know, his job, Corey's job in a lot of ways is to give the pucks to Cole Dupereau, to Jaden Mercier, to Zach Kane, and let right. them put the pucks in the net and, and, and be hard to play against. So, you know, that the way that Mike Reagan has built his team is hard and heavy and not fun to play against, and Corey King's a part of that. So in recap, players of the week this week, SGU MVP goes to Alex Soretsky of the Humboldt Broncos, two goals, two assists. Sastel goalie of the week, Tucker and Abadeh of the Notre Dame Hounds, a 2-1 record, a 1.68 goals against average. Uh, Direct West rookie of the week, Alexi Silvestri of the Flin Flon Bombers, two goals, four assists, and four games played. And Super U defenseman of the week, Corey King of the Flin Flon Bombers, four assists. And before we get into this week... We're a month away from the playoffs, which is really exciting in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. But, uh, guys, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. It is, yes. Have you have you gotten gifts for your significant others? I, I did. I bought a ticket to the SJHL raffle. Hit it, guys. <laughs> Play the graphic. <laughs> Perfect. Hopefully we win that one. That will be a nice, you know, you, you get you and your significant other in the passenger seat. You go for some Boom. cruises after Valentine's Day. When the weather's getting nice and outside, how, how can you get wrong? Enjoy a nice yeah. little Saskatchewan sunset. Riding around in the field. I mean, there you go. Uh, Tickets are on sale right now. SJHLRaffle.ca until April 23rd. One for 25, three for 60, 10 for 100. Uh, The draw date, April 27th. Live on SJHL Insider. Only 5,000 tickets available. So get your tickets now. SJHLRaffle.ca. Valentine's Day. Birthday. St. Patrick's Day. um, Easter. Whatever holiday you need to celebrate, here's your gift. SJHLRaffle.ca. And you know what? Um, you know, all these teams, right, do an amazing job with their marketing, mm-hmm. with their fundraising, you know, the SJHL putting on this raffle, which, mm-hmm. of course, will support all 12 teams. 100%. And, you know, we're here to support the 12 teams, too. So if any of the, the teams out there have 50-50, like large mm-hmm. raffles or something, let us know. We'll give you a shout-out on the show and we pump will. that number out there. So, uh, yeah, we can, you know, all help each other around the league, and that's what it's all about. Bingo. All right, let's move on. This is going to be a great week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and the action kicks off tomorrow night. Three games on the schedule, and it starts in Nippon, a big one for the Nippon Hawks as they play host to the Kindersley Clippers. The Weyburn Red Wings will visit the Yorkton Terriers, and, of course, the Notre Dame Hounds will play host to the Humboldt Broncos. And then on Wednesday... The Melville Millionaires will visit the Estevan Bruins, and the Melfort Mustangs will play host to the Kindersley Clippers. That Tuesday, I didn't realize before we showed the graphic, but that Tuesday really involves a lot of those teams, 7, 8, 9, 10 right now. That's going to be a great night of hockey, but uh, as always, I'll ask you guys. I'll start uh, with Jamie this time. Uh, What are you looking forward to this week in the SJ, and what are you keeping your eye on for? Well, I mean, I'm not going to bury the late. The main event this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, is in the Whitney Forum. Yes. The Battleford North Stars at the Flin Flon Bombers. 
the Battle for the North Stars have nothing to play for, but they don't ever seem to play that way. They always show up <laughs> and put in a great performance, and I think it's going to be a big measuring stick for both teams, regardless of where they are in the standings. For Flin Flon, it means the right. world, obviously, in the Whitney Forum. And could that be the SHL Finals? Very well could be. Obviously, there's lots of teams involved, right. but that could be it for sure. Uh, so uh, those two games up there are my, uh, are my uh, pick to watch for sure. But just quickly... Melfort and Kindersley has always been a bugaboo this year for, for Melfort. Melfort's really had a hard time against Kindersley, so don't count that one out. Yeah, and let's, uh, let's show up the standings right now yeah. in the SJHL while we uh, talk about the races down the stretch are going to be tight. I mean, we talked about two through five. I mean, they're only separated by six points. And then even uh, the interesting one, I think, too, is, is Estevan. Because with a couple of wins this week, per se, they could climb back up into that battle for uh, in between two and five. But a couple losses, they could drop down with Nipwin and Weyburn. It's going to make the uh, the stretch run very, very mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, Rory, for you, you look at this week, uh, what stands out? Well, love is in the air on Valentine's That's Day. That's what they is say. It, is it not? And we'll be uh, reigniting wow. a rivalry between Humboldt and Notre Dame. I get to spend Valentine's Day with my good pal Nugsy here. And, uh, it's, <laughs> there. It's, I was going to say, that's the wrong camera, guys. <laughs> I am not Nugsy. <laughs> but uh, it's always fun when the Broncos and the Hounds come together. That's obviously the next one coming up tomorrow, sure. which I'm looking forward to. However, uh, I'm going to stick with the Notre Dame Hounds because yes. you just saw the standings. They play Weyburn twice mm -hmm. coming up very soon, once on Friday and then once on Monday, on Family Day. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, Notre Dame and Weyburn, you saw the standings. That's the other one I'm looking forward to. If Notre Dame can pick up a clean four points, now you got a race for eight Woo! coming up here. So yeah. those are it. And then um, the Family Day game, because we're not going to have a show next Monday, I believe, Correct. a holiday, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll be back on Tuesday. So on Family Day, it's always a fun one between the Broncos and the Kindersley Clippers. Mm -hmm. It's free admission at the Elgar Peterson Arena for all Bronco fans to attend a matinee holiday day game where last year they had like 1800 people there mm -hmm. so it's just a great event kindersley uh has their school day event where they welcome in all the schools yeah. Humboldt is always the opponent for that right, right, they right. had like 1500 kids that, there. Was, that awesome. was awesome yeah. and then kindersley comes for humboldt for the family day game so those are the two games that are always really nice to watch on the on the mm -hmm. schedule and uh, do you know what to add to that you reminded me i think this weekend up in flinflon is hockey mm, night in the right, north yes right. and i th is it i think it's a saturday yeah. game it's free admission i got a message about that from matt morrison up in uh, flint flon and he was mentioning that it's going to be bananas it'll be crazy there and, <laughs> and and it's going to be battlefords in town too it's going to be a great matchup interesting interesting to see how those two games come those two teams come out they have a week saw week off the right. prepare too so it'll be fascinating and you've also buried it a little bit there rory Kindersley is going to be playing that that Humboldt team, but Humboldt has two against the Estevan Bruins yes. this weekend coming up. Mm. So that'll be a fast. There's a lot of great, a lot of great. Hockey. So two, two, three, three big matchups for uh, Humboldt there on the weekend as well. I mean, it's always a great week in the Saskatchewan, yeah. especially this year. There's so much parity this uh, this year in the SJHL. I mean, uh, at, there's so many good games across the board. Uh, before we go, let's give a big thanks to our sponsors once again. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Tourism Saskatchewan, SGI, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, which present each and every one of our coaches' conversation and Young's equipment. Thank you so much for your support, because again, without your support, uh, this show would not be possible. 
Now to stay up to date in the SJHL, be sure to follow us across all of our social media platforms. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Nugsy, what are you laughing at over there? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Do you want to do you want to take a turn and rattle him off? He was. Uh, he, he might have been. The dozing? Dr- drifting. Oh, no. <laughs> he's falling asleep. I, hey, I got two young kids. That's my excuse. Fair for enough. Fair enough. I'm just trying to pay the bills. I'm Nixie. playing the kids. <laughs> no, no. I love it. You do a great so, job of reading. So, sorry. <laughs> Putting you to sleep. Love uh, it. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on the road to uh, 1,000 subscribers on TikTok or on uh, on YouTube. So be sure to follow us there. Uh, it's going to be a great week of hockey across the SJHL. If you can't make it out to your local rink, uh, you can catch all the action on Hockey TV subscription now. 29.99 uh thank you so much for joining us uh for jamie rory my name is jeremy and this has been another great episode of sjhl weekly across the sjhl social media platforms